no, no. This is one that we're going one thing beyond. So okay. this is good for us. Okay. Okay. So when worlds collide, here we go. All right, but Emily's your guest, co-host. Yes. Applebee's got their start. We're sorry about that, but you uh, have to admit that we made up for it with Waffle House. Mm-hmm. It's the Whole World Improv Theater podcast, brought to you by Whole World Improv Theater, Atlanta's original home of improv. Here are your hosts, artistic director Chip Powell, and a man who takes a very liberal interpretation of working from home, John Mihalik. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Whole World Improv Theater, the podcast. My name's John Mihalik, and with me, guest hosting, the lovely, the talented, the managing director, Emily Riley Russell. Hey, John. Hey, Emily. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to co-host. Well, thanks for being here, because I'm going to need all the help I think we could get today. Okay. All right. I'm going to help you wrangle this in. Yeah. We have two really interesting characters. Mm -hmm. Let's go meet them now. Everyone say hello to Boot Tooth. Yeah, that's right. My name is Boot Tooth. Boot Tooth Strauss. That's what I mean. I live under the stars. I ride the rails. And I've been social distancing for the last 30 years. (laughs) Wow, you're certainly ahead of the curve there. And let's meet our other guest, Skellis. (laughs) I don't gonna come in the show and y'all have me on bite me. (laughs) That's wonderful. Wow. Tell us a bit about yourself, Skillet. I'm on the end of the whole world improv out front. So you live on the front steps of whole world theater uh-huh. chicken wing hey man i love it chicken wings are good man sometimes you gotta get yourself some chicken wings and sometimes you gotta get yourself some donuts but i go and i know the pizza and then i go right down there and i had the soda pop but then they take my cardboard box and they throw it away man this is a, you know people don't respect other people's property man i say that you know, you set something up for back uh-huh. in the day. I tell you this. Okay? Okay? You listening? I'm okay. listening. Okay, you got to pay attention, man, because this is important. You got to respect this stuff, because I set up sometimes a barrel, you know, and you put in the barrel, you put some oil. And then in the oil, you get yourself a fire, and you can cook a chicken wing. You, you make your own food, you know what I'm saying, man? But then... You go off around, you're doing your thing, you're talking to the people, and then you come back home like, I just want some of my homemade chili in a can. But I got no more fire because some <laughs> dumb butt came over and took your can of oil. <laughs> you said that chili. It's <laughs> chili, good chili. You got to get the hot one. Where do you get the ingredients for all your meals? In a can. The homemade chili had it all in there, man. You go over to Kroger and you're like, hey, here's the, here's the thing. In that Kroger, you just stand there and you say, hey, man, I don't want no money. I just want a can of chili. And sometimes someone nice will buy you one. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. That, so that is, you just show up and ask people for things and they give them to you? Hey, I am officially a very proud hobo. And being a proud hobo, I work. For my stuff, you see? So I do them favors. One time, I, this is a lady, you know, she came over 
And she was saying that her boyfriend had this lady, right? And the lady wouldn't leave her boyfriend alone. So I said, you know what? You give me some 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 foods and you know, maybe a little bit of money, whatever. I go over and I I don't do nothing big. I don't do nothing bad, okay? Nothing bad. I just go to like her places of business and look at her. And she gets scared, she stay away. Wow, mm. that's uh that's like a public service. That's like a security guard. Yeah. Yeah, I give life advice. I do odd jobs, I do little things. Hey, I clean out the trunk of your car, man, long as I can keep a few things. Do people know <laughs> you're cleaning out someone's trunk? Well, they gotta open it. So yeah. Well, sometimes they leave it open, and then you're like, hey, you know, maybe that's free stuff. So you say it's you're a hobo, but you're also kind of like a jack-of-all-trades, huh? A jack-of-all, hey, hey, a renaissance of all trades. A renaissance, Of all trades, man. man. Yeah, and in fact, I've been now twice, two twice times voted mayor of Hobo Town up in Peachtree City. Wow. Hey, uh, Skillet, have you ever been I'm like, I'm glad. Have you ever been to Hobotown? I don't, you know what I'm saying, but my mom going down there with people in the uh, dumpster area. But I haven't been in there up front because I'm an independent contractor. Oh. Yeah, an independent contractor. What services do you provide? I'm going in there called Sleep Time. And then uh, I I'll uh take a scooter from around in the neighborhood. I think that uh, I found three in one day, and I am the owner of three scooters. So I'm very familiar with Skillet. Skillet, he does live on the front porch sure. at, here at Whole World. I have hit um, him in the head many times by opening up the front door. Wait, wait a minute. By accident. Wait, I have a question. Yes. Were you the one that took the box? Yes. <gasps> um, I don't know. I knew it. We've had many discussions with Skillet over the years, like, Put your wiener back in your pants. I, I had a urinary tract and I had and I hurt and I had to take out my pee-pee. Yes. To put on that cut. I had I, I cranberry juice. Yes. So I can really vouch for a lot of what Skillet's saying and that he also is very industrious, you know, going and searching for the scooters and making money that way. So, Skillet, also, you you have creative ways of getting food from the people all around the neighborhood. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I look, well, a whole world I hadn't had a special event, I go creeping in, and then I'm like, oh, look, catering going on. I'm going to take, and I get a plate, and then right before I leave, a lady put a wine down at the desk. I grabbed it and ran out the front door. Yes. Well, we like to take care of you, Skillet. You know, we try to do our best. We try to do our hey, best. I have an idea. An idea. Okay. From my brain, like a puff of a epiphany. Okay. See, I am the mayor of Hobo Town because of several reasons. One is I know how to help people come together. You see? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Now, look at, I look around the whole world. I don't see no skirty. Right? Who's going to keep people safe here? Nobody. But if you have yourself a man like a skillet, I, I stay away from him. 
I tell you that right there, you know, that PP alone, that's scary. Yeah, sometimes I had to go on number two and I just uh, lean over the railing in the bushes and people are scared. Yes, it is frightening when you do that skillet. It is frightening when you poop in the front of the building. It's called fertilizing. Fertilizing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that is an interesting proposal there for security. I know I've performed mm-hmm. that function more than once. Yes. You've yeah. pooped off the railing? <laughs> no, actually, John never takes his pants off when he's our security guard. And that is one of the requirements to be our security guard here at Whole World. And John, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank, you're a good example to these men. Hey, say not a solution. Get this guy some pants so he can't take them off. Bada boom, bada ba. Well, we need a firm commitment from you that you'll also keep your pants on. Hey, man, I keep my pants on all the times, man. I am an ethical man. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just waving around. I don't know what's going on over the whole world, but I, I keep my pants on. You know. Skillet, you hear that, right? Every month, and then coming in to get that check. Yeah, my brother gone and he carries that jacket, and I go out and get a new outfit. Hey, I I can help you out, man. You know, I got I got other tips, man. You just other things. You know, you ever need to find a bathroom? You just gotta walk around Virginia Highlands, cause there's always some some house that's getting renovated. Yeah, and out in front, what they got? They got I themselves know, a party. In, in a renovated uh, house. You've never been in a house? I can translate from almost. <laughs> I'd like to hear that. Uh, <laughs> okay, I right, help you out. You ask, you ask the security question, help. and I will, I will translate to the best of my abilities. How would you help Skillet directly, though? I've already given him two big tips, but I'm gonna translate for him. Oh, okay. That's yeah. the first thing I'm gonna do. Oh well, <laughs> please uh, translate. Um, Skillet, what kind of help would you like from the mayor of Hobotown? Oh, I'm not and coming down. Out whole time, Jolly Rancher. Follow me. Every time they get on in there, the PBR. All right, well, what are you going to say? Now, this is, you listen, here we go. He said, sometimes, you know, he gets, he gets a little, he's going around, he gets, he, he just wants a little candy, and he, gets, he needs a Jolly Rancher, wouldn't you? He wants to go down to the, have a good time, and get down. And then sometimes when he falls down, he just wants someone to hand him a damn PBR. Is that so hard? Give the guy a PBR. I'm mom's animal. Oh, maybe a shot of whiskey. Um, uh, me. Oh, maybe a cat. Uh, skillet. He wants a friend. Skillet, you um, you, you know, the weather's changing. It's getting cooler. How do you handle the changes in the weather here in Georgia? Um, I don't know what I'm saying about. Uh, now I'm the rain. I was going to get on nothing on, and then I don't, and then nothing happened. Well, he said he did. Is in Georgia, you don't know where the weather's going to be. It could be warm. It can be cold. Sometimes it's cold, and you just have to go onto the left side of the building. And then if it's too hot, you got to go to the shitty side of the building. No, 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 Major support for Whole World Improv Theater is provided by the Atlanta Mayor's Office of Cultural Affairs where beautiful people bring you the arts while surrounded by singing birds and fairies. They must have us mistaken for something like Shakespeare in the park. Or the vagina monologues. Vagina.
You know, I would like to know from both of you, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. if I may, is how did you find yourself living on the streets? I know you're a Renaissance man, but how did you find yourself living on the streets? And then, you know, Skillet, same question. It's just, you said you've never lived in a house. So, you know, I'd like to know your origin stories. Okay. Start with I'm start with a, you, I, yes. I'll start. I'll start. If it's okay, start Skillet, is that okay? Uh-huh. Yeah, you say okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, so big in the day, this is like 1928 or something like that, you know? There is something called a Great Depression. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be no Wall Street guy. I don't want to be an actor. Because you know what is recession-proof? Hobo. If you are a career hobo, you're not going to ever have to worry about money, nothing. You're just willy-nilly live a good life. So I dot myself right on in the, the Unigrand Central Station. I jump on a train, and then I hung out, and I met all sorts of men and friends. I met Claptrap. I met One Night Jilly. I met Sam's. Sam's. It's a two Sam, Sam, Sam's. And then I met Fatty Fatson. And Fatty Fatson, surprisingly to everybody else, is actually only 120 pounds. On a future episode, can I get you and your friends on <laughs> an episode all of them? I bet we could arrange that. I'll pay you all five bucks. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. But with inflation, that's now seven fifty. Oh, okay. I'll round it up to eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. I can get that. Um, Skillet, how about you? How did you um, find yourself? Bouncing with Dan and Elwood with Mama. And then Elwood was getting there. And I was like, let it alone. I want to go around and Bluetooth, can you please translate that, please? Yes, uh, he was once a big uh, important guy working at some place called Enron. And then all of a sudden, out of the Enron went under. And he was like, I can't live with my mom. I got to live by myself. And then he didn't walk out the door. Man, in the stroke. Oh, that's right. And, 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 and then he got good at golf. <laughs> You're a golfer. That's amazing. I'm a book club. Dad, he also he also likes to listen to Oprah, and he's in Oprah's book club. <laughs> what kind of books uh, do you read? What's your favorite genre of literature? Mostly that you know. Now I mean, we go and then with Pride Prejudice. Yeah, I, I think you got that one. I think you might also be a Renaissance man, there, Skillet. Well, you know what I was saying, like, having that time again, I don't know, front with the whole world, go with me and me, get me a glass of red wine. He said, you can tell you more about that, but he has to take you to front of the whole world with a glass of whole red wine. One question I also have for you, Skillet. Why whole world? What was the appeal of whole world to live? Oh, the whole world, man. He come out there all the time checking on me. I'm going to get him over to the chug. I'm going to get my wall. I never down. And then he always says, just pick up after yourself. Well, I, I think we lose some real duty here. I'm going to tell you. Are you ready? Okay. He's going to blow your freaking mind. Okay. All right. So. He was sitting there, he just walked along. He was like, ah, what is the whole world? Hey, this is a place I'm going to stay here for a little, because they got an awning, you know what I'm saying? Like a little, a little place, to be honest. And then he said, this gorgeous man with his, this, this awesome butt came out, and he said, you know, I'm a little bit gay. It's just okay. It's all right. You can be a little bit gay. He's like, you know, I want to stick around and do stuff for that guy. And that guy said, well, whatever you want, but just clean up after yourself. And he said, that's the nicest thing anyone said to him in five years. So uh, 
He's pretty sure they're going to get married one day. Well, I'm sure that you're talking about our artistic director, Chip Powell, and he's not a little gay. He's a lot gay. Oh, uh, no. I, I meant uh, uh, Skillet's I'm a little gay. Oh, Skillet's a little gay. Yeah, yeah a little bit. You know yeah, me? gay when he needs to be. Do you have your penis out when Chip goes out? Uh-huh. Uh, okay, that Bluetooth. Yeah, which at me. Would Skillet benefit from the hobo lifestyle? You know, I think everybody could benefit from the hobo lifestyle because this world is too much in the materialistic land, you know? You got yourself your Pod Pods and your, your Beanie Babies, and you're like, hey, you got too much stuff. Just let it go. Enjoy each other, you know? I've had more best times sitting around a fire in the middle of some old ass shack having a great time with my friends, and those are the times that you will remember. That's what's important. Remember, it's, it's all about the people that you love and you get to know. Not about getting stuff, you know? You know, you could offer me a whole train car of hormel chili, you know what I say? I'm gonna stay a hobo. Wow. And, uh, Skillet, give us uh, some of your best times. What's your philosophy on materialism? Oh, you know, I'm not going in there no more. One time with Polo. Uh, I'm saying that they ain't going in there with the chick in the one month. I'm going to get it open. And then I go over a station and I shot. Yeah, well, he said it right there, man. He just said he came from corporate America. He don't need that anymore. He's like, nah, you're waiting on your check every week, and you're like, oh, what am I going to do? Take it to Atlantic Station and spend it all on stupid Gucci's? No. Nah, I'm going to them Pablo. Nah, man, he's going to buy food at Publix. Wow. This is really, uh, um, it's been so nice to learn your stories. We spent a lot of time just kind of walking in and around each other's company, but this has been just really nice. This has been amazing, you guys. I've been having a great time. I'm not sleeping here tonight. Yes, you are still sleeping here tonight. Nice. That's fine. See, kindness. The world needs kindness. There, you're exactly right. You're absolutely right, Emily. It's been wonderful getting to know you two, and we'll be back right after this. If you are looking to enhance your awesomeness and meet sexy, new people, you need to take a class at Whole World. We offer a 10-week class for adults at all levels. Whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced improviser, you'll learn the Whole World approach to improv and have a blast doing it. I know I did. For students who progress through the advanced class, the entire program culminates with a big, big show on the legendary whole world stage all the actors at our award-winning theater have gone through our class program and now it's time for you to take the stage that's right you you know you want to get that neuroplasticity going and gain confidence at the same time go to the classes page at wholeworldtheater.com to register that's theater spelled with an r-e because we're fancy. This program is supported in part by Georgia Council for the Arts through the appropriations of the Georgia General Assembly. Georgia Council for the Arts also receives support from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. 
And thank goodness for organizations like these, because now more than ever, anybody sick of that phrase? Everyone knows how important the arts are, because where did everybody turn to after two years of Arts. So let's keep recognizing these amazing organizations for what they are and what they do. We love you. Hey, everybody, we're back. Thanks uh, for joining us. And uh, Emily, let's meet the actors that are behind these two wonderful characters. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> We've got Chip Powell with Skillet, and we've got Mario with Boot Toot. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, good to be here. So, uh, Mario, what's the inspiration for Boot Tooth? Sometimes stuff comes together. I usually like to plan my characters really well in advance and like try to, because I get nervous with that game. That's one where I was like, I got to have it dialed in. But one day uh, I got thrown into one of our experts games that is, you know, character driven, as we know. And I had nothing, but at that time I had this big giant beard. I let my beard grow out, uh, and I was supposed to go to this lovely beard barber shop uh, in Virginia Highlands and have it trimmed. I didn't. I was like, I look like a freaking hobo. <laughs> and years ago, my sister and I used to do this this stupid little boy like this man, and we called him the Monkey Man. And I was like, I'll give him the Monkey Man's voice, and I grabbed as many hoboish things I could find from our wardrobe, and Boot Tooth was born. What I found is that he can say things like sometimes very truthful and insightful things, and then also weird things, because he's also always inebriated is just kind of my mentality. But I also like uh, the 1940s cartoons and 50s cartoons from back in the day, Looney Tunes and stuff. And they always had those, you know, cartoony hobos. They were just, they were never... They were never malicious. They were always pretty helpful, you know, and they and always pretty drunk and pretty drunk, you know, and I just kind of put them on that. And I was like, how would a 1940s hobo relate? I love that you say you have hobo stuff because yeah. that was mom's go to if she didn't get Halloween costumes for you was she would take <laughs> mascara and yeah. make you a beard yeah. and she'd give you one of your dad's hats and one of his big raincoats and then she'd tie some shit on a stick <laughs> And she's like, you're a hobo. And you'd be like, what? I wanted to be a wolf man. <laughs> but it is crazy. The, the funny thing is that for a long time, you know, I, I can't speak from actual hobo life, but I did do some research on it. Back then, they, you know, they had signs. They would work. Like, they would get really upset if someone called them a bum because they were like, they would put work. They'd always have to do, like, work anything, you know, like even just telling off an ex-girlfriend or something. <laughs> but they always wanted to try to provide something, but they didn't want a job. They wanted to just ride the rails and be free, and that was kind of the mentality. Um, and it sometimes gets mixed with being a bum, you know, and that's not one of the things that they liked back then, you know. But they had these signs, they had hobo mayors, all that stuff. So all this stuff, after I made the character, I was like, I'm going to get, I need some more fuel. So I started doing research on it, and I was like, oh, this is great. And so he kind of developed, I've been doing him for a few years now, several years now. And he, he has, he became the mayor at one point, and I got a top hat instead of the scarf that I had, and things like that. And I think we even uh, did a hobo Halloween once with him. Yes, that's right. Yes. 
Yes, Boot Tooth is endearing. It was Boot Tooth's Halloween special or spe- spectacular. Spectacular, yes. Yes, he is. He's a sweetheart, and there isn't anything mean in him. He's or there's not a darkness that like reality of you know a homeless person could yeah. potentially bring in. And I love that you say inspired by Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. That is what keeps that lightness and that playfulness uh, within him. I love that. I love that. It helps to know that, too. It really it makes him just so sweet. Yeah, he's definitely a cartoon character, for mm-hmm. sure. Let's talk about the story of Skillet. This is based on a person. Well, it's not based on one. Um, you know, this is our 28th year. I have lived and been around many cycles of folks that live in our neighborhood and they sleep on our porch and they sleep in the back. It goes all the way back to when Red Brick Brewery was behind us. I would teach on Sundays and I would come up on Sundays and I never knew what the hell I was driving up to, but it was always going to be something with these guys in the neighborhood that were homeless and they would go down to red brick because they knew that time of the month they were going to take full bottles of expired beer and put them in the dumpster so they would have cases of bottled beer that was hot around them and they will have taken a pallet of wood and they would have started a fire in the middle of our parking lot. They would have hot dogs from the corner store and they would be putting them on a coat hanger and cooking them in the fire and drinking the beer. And when I would drive up, they'd be like, come and join us. Come on, we got beer and hot now. And I was like, "No, guys, you can't have a fire in the I, like." I'm sorry to ruin the party, but we can't have a active fire this close to the building. You're going to have to put that out. Sounds like a good time, man. That's well, good. they did, they do, and that's what I think. There is a survival. Um, Skillet is based on one, the, the idea comes from one guy that has built a relationship, and he still hangs around. I just saw him the other day on his bike, but he forever was here with us and still is. It amazes me because he told me the story that once a month he gets a check from the government, his brother comes to town, his brother takes him to cash that check, and then he goes and gets a shower at his brother's and his brother buys him clothes, and then he's left back in the city for another month until the check comes in. And so he spends that time living at Whole World and around Whole World. He spent many years coming to our holiday party. He comes in the back door, sometimes he comes in the front door. And I'll never forget, maybe four or five Christmases ago, I was kind of upset because normally I will make him a plate of food and give it to him, and he didn't show up. Which was worrisome. I was worried. And then that Monday I came to teach class, and when I left my class, he was sitting on the hood of my car And he was so upset, it made me start crying because he was upset that his brother wouldn't bring him back for our Christmas Christmas party because he wanted to come to the Christmas party. But we had food still in the refrigerator, so I gave him food. So he was very happy about that. But, you know, it's just, it's really based on not one person, but many but Skillet is a great name. And that and he goes by Skillet. Our guy goes yeah. by Skillet. So when you're out there, you know, I mean, of course, obviously, I do give them chips and water and money. And the only thing I ever ask is that they just clean up after themselves. So that is really true to the story. But it's also to say that they're very resilient people. 
that they're able to live the life that they live. And I will be in here sometimes. There's a younger guy that comes and he's also homeless and he hangs out with Skillet. And when they hang out on the front porch, I could be here like on a Monday or Tuesday doing inventory. And I hear them and they're laughing and they're telling stories and they're having a good time and they may be eating some Hormel chili. (laughs) I mean, we don't know, but it's interesting because it is a lifestyle choice for some people and I get it, but it was also the fact that I wanted that character to kind of breathe life into what's really going on around us. It's really happening. And that's why any audience member can relate to the character because it's all over all of our neighborhoods. We see it. You see it coming off the off ramp. You see it, you know, in our bushes out front. You see it on the corners. You see it everywhere. You see it on every street light, you know, they're there. And it it's sad because, I mean, Atlanta has progressively been losing shelters. Like we've, we don't, there's literally nowhere for them to go, at least citywide, inside city. You have to go outside the city to start to find a place that you can, you know, bunk up for the night or whatever. And we used to have several, but of course. COVID, pandemic. COVID, pandemic, uh, gentrification, you know, they, they keep putting high rise after high rise up over here. And you know, that took a couple of them out. So I, and the Pine Street shelter has been closed for what, like now four years or something like that, I think. Yeah. The big one. All right. You know, we appreciate both of you being here today and thank you, Emily, for being a wonderful co-host. Thanks. This was fun. And until next week, I'm John Mihalik. I'm Emily Riley Russell. And scene. Thanks for listening to the Whole World Improv Theater Podcast, a podcast that's vegan friendly and gluten free. That's hard to find. The Whole World Improv Podcast is a production of Whole World Improv Theater in association with Headspace Industries. The executive producer, writer, and maestro of improv is Chip Powell. Recording, writing, and post-production by John Mihalik. Alright, nothing new this week. Let's try to keep this up for the next episode. Some weeks John wants to be humble, and some weeks a little cocky maybe, I don't know. Original music by The Gentle Readers, and our social media maven is Bethany Rowe. Please help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and leaving us a review. It's been over a year since anyone left a review, and we're beginning to think you don't love us anymore. Can you hear the tiny violin? I don't know why I'm talking like William Shatner. Poor World Improv Theater is a 501c3 nonprofit theater. Please support by donating at our website, wholeworldtheater.com. And remember, it's tax-deductible and easier than trying to figure out how much of your old clothes you gave to Goodwill. Additional writing and voiceover from me, Kate Arlo. I stayed out until 5 a.m. last night. I haven't done that in quite some time. Saw a street fight. Uh, it was, it was pretty, it was a little scary, not gonna lie. Street fighting, uh, and one of the, the lady was pregnant that was going after this dude. I can't say anything more about it. And then I tried to dance. I think I've forgotten how to dance. That's not a good sign. But I but I socialized. That's a step 
Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Sorry, right, did wait, I wait, mess wait, that wait, up? Wait, no, no, no. We got to do one thing before you do it. We got to all say bye. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Bye. bye.